Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, I am so excited to have you back this week for another amazing episode. This week's episode is a guest interview that I did with Stacey Tushel, and we are going to be diving into all things getting it done. If you have been struggling with figuring out how am I going to balance my life and my business and also probably a full-time job with all these things and be able to get it done and what should I focus on and where should I spend my time and should I be outsourcing? If you have all those questions, if those are swirling around in your brain right now, Let's take a deep breath because we are going to dive into this in this amazing conversation. You're going to love every little bit of nugget that Stacey shares with us about how she was able to grow her not only one, but two successful businesses, how she was able to manage that and outsource and figure out where she was needed and where she wasn't needed. All of those questions are going to be answered in today's interview. So I can't wait for you to hear, get out a pen and paper, and let's go ahead and dive on in. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Stacey, welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, Aubrey. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's dive into kind of your backstory. Um, I know a little bit about the many transitions that you've gone through and how you've Mm -hmm. grown your business to where it is today. But for anybody who doesn't know who you are, please introduce yourself and tell them, you know, your journey. Yeah, for sure. So I actually grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My grandparents started an excavating business. We uh, dig basements for houses here in Wisconsin. My parents were involved in that business. Uh, My uncle, like it was definitely a family business. It's still around today. So I grew up in that. And then when I graduated from high school, I actually started teaching. My passion was dance. And I started teaching, um, 17 middle schoolers in my parents' backyard for fun, completely for free, just as a hobby. And then within three years, we had a hundred dancers coming, joining our teams. And thankfully my family who's in business said, we don't know anything about dance, but we think this might be a business right here. So, um, three years in, I decided to actually transition from a hobby to a business incorporate. Um, today I actually, that was 19 years ago, the summer story. So I already have now two performing arts academies. We teach dance, music, acting, uh, children, like ages two up through adults. We've been grossing over, you know, seven figures a year, um, even through the pandemic, even through the shutdown. Um, And about nine years ago, I had my first child 
And I realized, well, this is great, but this is an evening and and a weekend business. And I can't have, like, how am I going to be a mom when I'm never going to see my children once they go to school, right? So I really quickly realized I needed to organize, get out of this business, start delegating. And that's really what kind of sparked me teaching others how to do this and and how to really set up a business that doesn't need you and can run without you. Um, So foot traffic sparked about six years ago when I started to share more what I was actually doing. So I have a brick and mortar and an online business foot traffic, uh, which I help consult other, other clients. I love that your family was, saw what you were doing and they were like, wait, okay, we can actually like make this into something. It's so funny now that I'm I mean, cause I have a teaching background, so I didn't come from like the business world, but now having been in the online space for the past three years, anytime someone comes to me and they have like an idea, I'm like, we can make this into a business. Oh, yes. Like my, my brother-in-law is a physical therapist and he wants to start like putting trainings together. And so I, like, I went over with my laptop and I'm like, here's what we're going to do. Here's all mm-hmm. the programs you're going to use. And it's like, it's a fun way to show people, like you can actually take the things that you're passionate about and turn it into a business. Yeah. Love that. So right now you have foot traffic and I know that you also recently released a book. Can you talk to us a little bit about the book and kind of even maybe how you got started into thinking, oh, I want to, like, I have this successful business and now I'm going to become an author. Um, Okay. So that's a good, that's a great question because it's something you don't need to do, but you, a lot of people think they have to do it. So when I decided there was a lot of, um, sabotage, like I, or I should say like not thinking who am I to do this? Could I do this? Right. So when I decided I was going to coach other people, another kind of idea from other people saying, I feel like you could charge people for this, or why aren't you, you know, doing this? There is so much doubt that comes up of like, could I, I mean, I'm just a dance studio owner. Like, how could I do that? So I thought I need people to take me seriously. I'm going to need a book in order for that to happen. And so actually I have now I have two nonfiction um, books, but that's not the reason to do it. You don't, you don't write a book because you need credibility, right? You, I mean, there are so many ways to be credible, even just having an Instagram account and putting out great content that makes you credible. So I spent way too long in the beginning, writing this book, making it perfect, perfect, all the things. And, um, fortunately though, through that process, I learned that a book is a really great way to reach new people. And it's a really great way to show value. So it's not what the reason I did it was not the reason to do it. But um, I think we just all have so much to share. And maybe a book right now is not anybody's like needs to happen now. But when you're posting on Instagram, when you're putting out a podcast, you're writing your next or your first book, like that's where the content comes from. Oh, super cool. I like that. Um, and so the, the premise of the whole book is, is getting, getting it all done. So can you talk a little bit about about where that came from? Book number two came from the right place. Uh, book number two is called the implementation code all about how to get things done. And it really came again from a need from potential or previous clients, right? People actually saying, how are you doing all of this? How are you a mom of two running two different businesses? Like this just seems like it would be crazy, right? So as I started to get more and more of those questions, I started to understand, okay, I must be doing things that not everybody is doing because it's not just becoming a natural, you know, way of life for other people. They're, they're getting stressed. They're getting overwhelmed. So I started to look at what was I doing and what were some tips that I learned from other people? I mean, I've bought every productivity course you can think of every book. Like I was obsessed with productivity because 
as you're starting to, you know, be the CEO, every time you decide to do something or not do something, your pay reflects that. We don't get an hourly pay rate. And if we clock in and clock out, we get it. We get paid when we produce. So I had to learn how to be super, super productive. And that's basically what the implementation code really dives into. And there's so much involved that, you know, it's not just a productivity book. It really is truly deciding should you even be doing the thing that you're working on today? Um, are you in alignment with it? Should you be delegating it? Should somebody else be doing it? Should you be delegating personally in your life? Like there's just so much behind that book that we can, we can dive into more. Yeah. I love that. Something that really um, struck me, what you just said was about feeling aligned because I think mm -hmm. in the online space we see, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like we see so many things and there's a lot of opportunities for us to do things. And then at the same time, we have to kind of almost run it through our, our own value meter and see like, yeah, I see other people doing this, but does that feel aligned with me? Does that hold true to my mm -hmm. values? That was something that I really struggle with as far as like social media, like feeling the constant pressure to be on social media, but also not wanting to be on social media. And so I think that's yeah. something that a lot of people struggle with when they're like starting a business, growing their business. How do we navigate those things that yeah. we think we have to do. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's, there's so much to do in the beginning. Right. And a lot of times I will tell people, if you don't want to work 24 seven, right, you've got to put boundaries into place immediately. And then you have to decide with the boundaries you've set in place, do you have enough time for you to get done what needs to get done? Or do you need help? Right. Do you need to hire an assistant, a virtual assistant? Like, what does that look like? And, and when people, when I say hiring, people freak out. They're like, oh, I don't have money to hire. Trust me, it doesn't have to cost that much, right? There is so much amazing part-time opportunities out there. And even just quick sites like Fiverr and Upwork and places where you could just get something done, a one-time project, right? So you really have to start to weigh do you want to spend time or do you want to spend money? And I always tell people, you don't get out of both. You have to do one or the other, right? So, so many times people are like, I don't, oh, I don't have the money. And then I'll say, okay, well, then you have to learn how to do this and probably go like, listen to a bunch of podcasts and like do all the books and do all the things and put in all your time. And they're like, oh, I don't have time. Like <laughs> none of us have gotten out of time and money, right? So in the beginning, you know, back when I was 18, right out of high school, I didn't have money. So I had to give my time and I had to put in all the time, all the time. Right. So that's where I was because I didn't have money. When I started foot traffic, I was a grown adult that I already had a successful business, but now I'm very busy. I have children, right? Like I didn't have, I had more money than I had time. So I decided in this next business I was immediately bringing people on board before I was ever making any money. And people are shocked that I would spend money before I was making it. But to me, I was confident that whatever I built, I would bring enough value that people would see it and they would spend their money. So if, if that was coming for sure, then why not get help building an incredible business, right? So I, it just depends on what season are you in and what are you willing to spend your time or your money? You're not going to get out of spending either or it's got to be one or the other. 
That is so, so true. And that's what I tell a lot of women who come to me um, because a lot of times the people who come to me, this is like their very first business venture. It's their first time even thinking about investing in anything. And I always tell them like, you have two choices. I mean, clearly I create things for you. Um, I know, I know that they will help you, but I understand what it's like to want to bootstrap it and to try to figure things out. And I also am a very resourceful person. And there are definitely times where I say like, yeah, I am going to take the time to figure this out. So like you said, you have to kind of decide that too. Um, One thing that I know that was helpful for me in the beginning, I would love if you touched on this too, because I know you're a mom, you've got kids. Was there anything that helped you in your personal life um, to kind of help get things done too? Because I know for me, I was just talking on a call earlier today where I was saying I had to finally like sit my husband down and be like, look, if I want to do this, like I can't do it alone. And it, which is really hard for moms to do to like relinquish some of that control. Um, so is there anything that you did personally that kind of helped you with that to yeah. get things done? I think when we have virtual businesses and even at the time, actually I wasn't virtual. I was my local brick and mortar, but I was working from home. So as a mom working from home, I think people expected me to watch my children, Right. I thought, well, how could I get daycare or nanny or whatever, right? When I'm at home. And it was more probably about what I thought people thought about me than anybody saying anything. So I kept my daughter at home for the first 18 months. And I actually can't believe I made it that long because I, at the time I had one, but still million dollar business. So it wasn't like this small thing. And finally, 18 months in, I kind of just snapped and said, okay, we're, we're getting, and I actually started with a nanny because I thought, okay, I'll bring somebody here. And that didn't work for us. So I had a nanny, but my little one would hear me in my office and kind of like be knocking or I hear her cry. And then like, I'd go out to see what happened or, and we decided, okay, we need to get them out of the house and into daycare. So the best thing I ever did was, um, find like my kids, a space to go during the day that they loved and they had fun and friends and all the things. My little one now is six and she hasn't been in daycare obviously since before kindergarten. And she actually said, when are we going back by miss Julie? I'm like, never like you're, you're too old that like they loved it that much. They love her. Um, so I think that was really good of just who's saying what it, where is this coming from? Are you making up that your husband isn't excited about how, you know what I mean? Like we make up all the stuff that we think they're thinking or saying, and it's us thinking and saying it. So I think that was a big one. Another one was, you know, taking the weekends to do all the house work and then not recharging. So having your Saturday off, but being exhausted because you've just done four loads of laundry and all the dishes and you're cleaning and, and you're just exhausted. You can't do that the amount of recharge time that you need on a daily basis on a weekend, you, you absolutely have to have that. So I would say, what is something you can do or you can outsource? Um, every time one of my programs, we're all just talking about ways to outsource and things like that. And somebody was like, we have a private chef and this is how much it costs. And we have this. And we were all surprised how inexpensive some of those things were. I think we all think like, oh my goodness, a private chef, that's gotta be insanely expensive. And somebody in the room was like, I spend more than that. I'm going out to eat. Like it it was crazy. So I think just allowing and being open to the ideas of getting help outside. It's funny because you talked about, you made it to 18 months. I was just at the same call that I was on earlier today. I was saying, um, I've got one little guy, he's four, he's in pregame, he's in school full-time. So this is, I've, I've had my business. 
Um, my last day at my full-time job was the day before my second son was born and he's three now. And, um, you know, he's been at home. He does like do a little school a couple days a week for a few hours. And that helps me out get some times in there too. And he still is napping, but I was saying, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when both of them are in school full time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I've never, that's never how I built my business to have all that time. So it will yeah. be like, I'll probably be like looking, I mean, I'm sure I'll have plenty to do, but it will definitely be a shift for me just because I've done it where they've always been home and I've yeah. had that limited time and had to learn how to make it work. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, if you enjoy it and you want to be with them and that is what you have set up for you and your family. Amazing. But I was doing it out of what people thought I should have been doing with my family versus what I wanted. So Mm -hmm. be really clear on what you want that to look like. Like some people are made to be stay-at-home moms. Like they are so phenomenal. My friend homeschools and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe all the stuff she does with her kids. She's made for it. She would be miserable if the kids left the house every day. But there are some of us who are not made for it, (laughs) who who need that time to be focused on work and then to be able to switch it and put the mom hat back on at the end of the day. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about the home life stuff, because I know that that's something that a lot of like particularly moms struggle with because we want Mm -hmm. to do all the things. Um, But a lot of my audience, too, I know that they will come to me and they're like, how am I going to do it? Because not only am I trying to get this business off the ground and start it, like I still have a full time job. I'm not at that place where I can step away from it yet or take that leap. So systems are are big in my business. I know that you feel the same way. So what are some things that you know, as you're, as you're getting started and you're trying to make both of these things work, what would you say are some top systems that they should really hone in on in their business to make it all work? And so that they're not always in the back end of their business, they can actually do get things done. Yeah. Well, any place you can automate or pay for automation, 100%, uh, email is a big one, right? People get sucked into email all day long. So I think even if you can put better boundaries in place on when you're checking, but then also have templates and copies like ready to go. So when you look at email, you're getting the same types of emails over and over and over, right? There might be 10 different emails you actually get, have 10 different like templates ready to go and send back. So like, that's a big one because usually people are just overwhelmed with their calendar, their email, all of that. Um, the big thing too, I would say is as you're creating systems, look at what you are specifically doing and what the next, um, tasks you want to remove and put on somebody else's plate. So for instance, your podcasting system of how you're talking to me, asking me questions, all the things you're probably not stepping down from your own podcast anytime soon. So I wouldn't start by creating a system for the podcast unless you needed it for yourself, right? But if I knew that I was going to start to stop editing my podcast and have somebody else do it, I would start documenting step-by-step what that looks like. So as soon as I go to hire that person, here you go, right? Mm -hmm. So anything like that, that's going to help make you more efficient, make hiring somebody or delegating, passing it off more efficient is going to be super helpful, but um, we can over-systematize. Don't waste time systematizing something that you're not going to do again in the future. A system is for something that you're going to have to repeat. Now, if you think, well, I want to, I have to repeat it, but not till next year. So I don't need a system. I actually think do the system because a year from now, you're not going to remember even how you did it. Right. So anything you repeat needs a system, watch your day to day and see what you're doing and just pick one or two things that you notice you do frequently and start there. Yeah. And I also say too, like I have a lot of people, I, when I talk about systems and, and putting those into place and creating those SOPs, I have a lot of people who are like, well, I'm not at the place where I'm even like thinking about mm-hmm. hiring. And, and I always say, 
do it now because when you get to the place, when you're, you're like ready to hire, you're probably at that place of overwhelm yeah. already. And thinking about cr- sitting down and creating an SOP on top of like, oh, now I have to find this person yeah. and everything else. Like do it while you have the time to do it. And then that'll make that process so much seem like so seamless and easy for you. Yeah. We hire when we should have hired like months ago. Mm-hmm. So to not have anything ready to go when you're hiring that person, it puts the stress on you because now you're doing all of that when you bring them on board. Right. And and that's right. Like, you know, there, you might be listening and thinking, I'm not, I'm not at that place yet. I, I don't even think about that yet, but it's going to help you even just yeah. to, to see, even if you do look at your system, like sometimes when it's down, like on black and white, like I'll do sometimes even just do like a Google doc. Sometimes it's like, oh, there's a better way that I could be doing this, or I can maybe cut this step out too. So it's a really great way to even organize yourself to make yeah. your business look a little bit better and run better. And also to like, to your point too, to see maybe there's a program that like, I am doing this mainly, maybe there's a program or maybe there's a template, or maybe there's something that I can implement here to cut down this time and half that I'm spending, you know, 30 minutes a day doing it. And something can run on that on the back end with, without me. Well, another thing too, is a system is really just your checklist. So if you are providing services to somebody and you've put a package together, you've got to be careful because people refer their friends, right? So if you've got now somebody who knows somebody else and you're delivering your product program or service, all of a sudden, if you're not consistent and they talk, someone is going to not be feeling great when they realize you've been getting a better experience than somebody else and vice versa, right? That's like the friend who's gotten all the good stuff. She feels bad and feels guilty. And the other one is upset, right? So I think even creating a system of the email you're going to send when somebody signs up with you and then how you're going to deliver that and how much time they're going to get and all of that systems create consistency and without consistency, your delivery can be really like it was such a horrible experience for your clients. Yeah. So, so true. Um, now I want to shift gears a little bit. Cause we did talk about like how, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially when you're getting started in the online space and you're kind of just like diving in and you're seeing like, Oh, I got to be on this place. And I got to do this and add this. How do you, how do you figure out what should be your focus? Like, is, do you kind of go by, like, I focus on like three things per day, or how do you kind of navigate that when yeah. you're building your business? So I try not to have more than three things, big things on my to-do list every single day. And I try to get those done and knocked out in the morning when my time is more open. I usually save times in the afternoons for appointments and then morning for me to get stuff done. So when you're first getting started, cash is king. Like you need to be making money and you need to be getting profitable as fast as possible, or your business will have a time frame on it where you're not going to be, I mean, at some point, the savings runs out, right? The, your, the credit cards max out. You've got to get profitable as fast as possible. So marketing is the number one place you need to head. We had somebody, we have a bunch of programs and we have a program that's very system organized and all the things. And this person wanted to get into that program and she wasn't profiting, wasn't making money, didn't have a product that was really going to be like truly her bestseller. And we just said, that program isn't going to help you because at some point you will run out of money. You have to be in market. Like you have to get, like we had to shift our in gears and go get in this marketing program, get to a hundred thousand, get to two fifty, whatever you need to get to where you're actually profiting and you have a sustainable business. And now we systematize. If you systematize too early, there's nothing to systematize. Like you don't have enough clients. You don't have enough 
you know, products, like all of that stuff has to happen after. So marketing, marketing, marketing. The question I would ask myself every day is what am I doing to generate another client? What am I going to do right now? Like to make that happen. And the answer is not post on social media because you might post something that has no call to action that has nothing to do with your product. You have to say, okay, I could post on social media and talk about this and that would get them to DM me about this service, right? So you've got to be really strategic. Don't just do all the things that everybody's saying to do because you could go on YouTube and you can make a lot of money or you could go on YouTube and you could be wasting your time, right? So you've got to decide what are what am I going to do and how am I going to make this actually make it make money? Mm-hmm. And I think the big, biggest thing too, I, I 100% agree with that. I always say that too, like, what did I, and even like reflecting on it, like, did I do anything today that put new eyes on my business? Or did I have any conversations today that would lead to a potential client? Um, but also too, like the consistency of it too, because a lot of times I will have people who are say, who will come to me and they're in that position. Like I've had my business for this week and I don't have any clients. And then I'm like, okay, but what are you doing every single day? Well, um, and then that's where they kind of, you know, mm-hmm. fall flat. And it is true. Like you have, like, you can't just open the doors, build it and hope they'll come. You have to be actively marketing. And I think that's, that's the hard thing. Cause I think people hear marketing and they get, oh my gosh, like I'm not a marketing major. I don't have any, I don't have any experience in that. And I know I felt that way too. Um, but it, it's something where you're right. Like I didn't have sales experience or anything like that, but now I really consider myself pretty good at sales. And it's only because I practice selling. I read about it. I listen to podcasts about it. Like this, it's a non-negotiable for you to be bad at sales and marketing in your business. Mm -hmm. It's the number one, like objective the whole time you're doing this until you can pass it off to somebody else that does it. Right. But in the beginning, it's literally, you are the person that will help your business thrive or not. So I would say just consume what you can. There's so much amazing content out there, but you've got to own like sales and marketing in the beginning. And, and this might be, this might be a little off topic, but you just spark something in me. Cause I, I do see some people who are like the action takers and who will take like messy action, even though they, like, they don't feel completely ready. They're out there yeah. doing it. And then I have other people who are like those fence sitters who are like, but no way I gotta, like, I've got to watch this training or I've got to listen to this podcast before I feel ready. Do you have yeah. any, like, any tips on how to get to that? Cause I mean, I, I do agree that there's before you know, there ready is a- on like, let me ask you before ready to actually put myself out there and sell or to take the next step into something. What do you mean? Just, yeah. The next step into something. Cause some people are just yeah. like, they just consume, consume, consume before they yeah. take action. Yeah. So you have to look at what is working and what isn't. So if you're consuming podcasts, but it's not working, it's because you probably are missing accountability. You're probably like, there is somebody who will listen to this podcast, who will write something down. She will implement it and she will make money from it. Mm-hmm. That's a person who can get away with listening to podcasts, right? Somebody is going to listen, write it down, not write it down, but not do anything. And then for that person, you need more, right? You need, you need to go more. Now, I believe everybody needs to be investing in their business. You need to be spending money on marketing. You need to be investing in coaches. Like 100%, how have I grown to where I've grown? I have had a coach since I was 21 years old and I've never not had a coach since. And I've been in a mastermind since I was 21 and I've never not been in a mastermind. I'm 37. Like it is something that I will never, ever not have. And I have two very successful businesses with profit margins. I'm paying myself. Like we are living our dream life 
I will always invest and continue to learn from somebody smarter than me, right? So again, time versus money. At some point, you got to say, I got to do this. Like, I need this, right? And you got to move forward. Right. So, so good. And I, I believe in that. that. And I think that's, it's a hard thing to do when you're, when you're not used to, I mean, it's a funny thing too, because yeah. we are used to investing money because a lot of us probably listened to this, like went to college, paid for that. Um, and so you, is a lot of times mm-hmm. too, what I found is what you're going to invest in. That's going to grow this thing that you really are super passionate about. It's probably a fraction of what you actually mm-hmm. paid for in college. <laughs> Right. And it really comes down to what's your weakness. So if I'm naturally a pretty good copywriter, I might not hire a copywriter in the beginning. If I am horrible at graphics and my social media just looks horrendous, I'm probably going to have to invest in a social media graphic designer immediately. Right. So you have to look at who am I? What, like I said, what's working, what's not, where are my strengths or my weaknesses? And then you've got to decide, are you treating this like a real business or is this just going to be a hobby? Because from year one to year three, when it was a hobby, Trust me, it was a hot mess. And when we decided to switch into a business, we started to scale. So, I mean, just number like doubling numbers every year after year. So you got to just ask yourself, like, are you taking it seriously? So true. That was, that was me last year when I kind of made the switch from just, you know, I'm just going to be the service provider, just do that one-on-one to like, I'm actually going to be the coach and do it. And, um, my word last year was, I said it was a hyphenated word, but all in. And that was really like the game changer for me. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to just like sit on the sidelines and be like, Oh, I'm kind of doing this thing. Like I'm actually going to do it. So I love that. Um, well, Stacy, this has been such an amazing conversation. I so appreciate everything that you've shared so graciously with my audience. Um, if there's anything else that you would like to share with them, yeah. um, any, any tips or anything that you have going on, we would love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. So first definitely come hang out on the foot traffic podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Stacy Tushel. I would say the best thing, if any of this conversation has been exciting to you, I have a free training that I do live. You'll actually, when you click the button, you'll see that next live date, or you can just watch the replay if you don't want to wait. Um, but you can go to welloiledoperations.com forward slash register. And it's basically a free training where I'm teaching you how I run the day-to-day operations without me personally running the day-to-day operations in my business. We become the bottleneck in our business and in the growth. And this is showing you how to remove yourself as the bottleneck. So it's welloiledoperations.com forward slash register. And it's a free training. Perfect. We will link that up in the show notes for everybody so they can grab that. Well, I appreciate you again. Thank you so much. And um, looking forward for my audience to hear this. Thanks, Aubrey. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.